So you want to sit around your whole life wishing you were on the force? Welcome to another bonus episode of Kill James Bond, and it's Double Dragon. Oh, it's me and Devon this time. That's right. It's just us and mm-hmm. the listener. Abby was available, but the thing is, <laughs> the microphone that oh, she no. had. Oh, so like we could hear her, but it was like she was sort of like having a fight in a phone booth with a bunch of eight-bit musicians. There was I, like it was Matrix going on in the background when she was talking. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously we couldn't do a podcast where Abby was calling in from the inside of a photocopier. Mm-hmm. So it's just us. Um, yeah, she wanted us sadly, to pass on our love. Um, she's mm-hmm. she's doing great. She's getting, and I'm quoting here, dome the likes of which you cannot imagine. So, Oh, dome like the vault from the man from Uncle. You know, you, you, you perceive <laughs> the dome and you immediately sort of like go towards it with all possible speed. <laughs> A Tran who no, no longer exists. <laughs> <laughs> She's like one with the dome as soon as she sees it. <laughs> mm. So, so this was this was your pick, Devon. Uh, this was this was the movie Copland. Yeah, a bunch of hogs recommended it. That's why. I'm- oh well, good on the hogs and good on you because I really enjoyed this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it like rocketed up past my expectations. Um, if you're Sort of not familiar with the the um, conceit here because I think it's a really good one. So some cities make uh, police live where they work, mm-hmm. right? Uh, which is a good policy, but a lot of police officers hate it, right? Um, and so you end up with these curious suburbs where they sort of like agglomerate together, where it's all cop, uh, like Simi Valley. Um, there's like a town in Long Island and New Jersey. And what's really curious is I actually grew up in one of these. Oh shit. Yeah, genuinely. Southeast London, Bromley, like one of the lowest crime rates, uh, you know, very leafy, very suburban, but still technically in London. So that's where like there's a ton of like ex cops there because that's where they park you when you're sort of like ending your career and you don't want to like do as much heavy shit. Ah. And, you know, like Henry Hill and Goodfellas, right, that's where the trouble began, you know. I, I always wanted to be like those guys I saw around the old neighborhood. Um, <laughs> but so, this, this phenomenon of, like, the cop suburb, we, um, we do this with, it's 1970s New York, and the woke NYPD are making the cops live where they police. And... New York in the 70s, New York City in the 70s, that's sort of like still the high watermark in a lot of popular imagination for like urban chaos and anarchy and stuff. I have to do the Warriors at some point. Um, yeah, we will have to do the Warriors at some point. I'll pick it. I know I'll pick it at some point. <laughs> yeah, genuinely. Um, but like the idea is that in a classic cop exploitation of the loopholes, uh, in police bureaucracy, the only cops who are allowed to live outside of New York City are transit cops, because that's run with New Jersey and Connecticut. Mm-hmm. And so, a bunch of cops from the 37th precinct uh, have themselves, they do some like overtime shifts to have themselves designated as like reserve transit cops. Yeah. And sort of like work that angle to move out to this town of Garrison, New Jersey, across the river, across the George Washington Bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's Copland of the title. 
That's Copland, baby. That's Copland. Um, and we go to the the Cop Bar in Garrison, uh, which is uh, sort of pretty pretty well observed. I think it's like it's all cops. Harvey Keitel is there, yeah. doing some kind of like suspicious deal. And then at the end of the bar is like Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester fucking and- Stallone. So the thing about this movie is that Stallone is the sheriff of this cop suburb um, where everyone is NYPD. Uh, and that's a really interesting dynamic, and I was worried going into it that like that's a conceit that's too good for Sylvester Stallone's acting, right? Because you know I'm quite, I've been quite down on him in the course of recording the Rambo episodes. Um, even, even First Blood. You've been you've you've been you've been mean to our boy, our our, our precious little fella, I've, Sylvester Stallone. I, I've said I've said certain things. Abby I've and made I were one over in First mm-hmm. Blood. Uh, you you maintained uh, a healthy sense of distance from Rambo as a character <laughs> because you'd watched sure. Rambo three, um, and I hadn't watched <laughs> Rambo three, so you knew where that guy was going, which made you much harsher on him than I was. That's true. However, that's true. Having yeah. now seen Rambo three, uh, I know where you were fucking coming from. <laughs> but yeah, he's but in so- this and he's acting. He's doing real acting, baby. And he's I know this was like a comeback yeah. for him. He's pretty good. He is pretty good. I was worried that he couldn't carry this, but the character that he starts with, um, Fr- uh, Freddie Heflin, this local sheriff, mm-hmm. is kind of like affable, dumb guy. He kind of gets pushed around a bit. He's like playing uh, like video games, uh, like an arcade game in the cop bar, and Harvey Keitel kind of like like pushes him around a bit. It's his birthday, which he's not even celebrating. And he's just this like sad guy who's like deaf in one ear. He's Earth's most cucked cop. Yeah, he is deaf in one ear and yeah. couldn't join the NYPD. This is something that they give you in the first scene. They're like, this mm-hmm. guy hearing problems. But he's always yeah. wanted to be a um, cop. Yeah, imagine imagine uh <laughs> how I feel about this character and whether or not I could relate to this Impossible character. To- um Yeah. <laughs> So you want to sit around your whole life wishing you were on the force? <laughs> so, so he's he's like he gets in his car, he gets put in his car by Harvey Keitel, um, and he's like he drunk drives home, um, and he he's kind of like he's driving home drunk. He's looking out across the river at New York City, and it just it that that strikes me as an interesting observation that like if you watch a lot of cop fiction, which is like you know a lot of fiction. You think everybody's like NYPD, LAPD, special unit, doing cool stuff all the time. There's, there's like, what, like a million plus cops in America, and most of them are doing shit like this, by the numbers. It's mostly, like, small town, bored cops who, like, are not doing the glamorous stuff at all. And you get this, like, yearning in him to like do that because he's like he's a cop but like not the kind of cop that everyone thinks of when they think cop um which is really interesting mm-hmm. it's a great character motivation he's yeah uh, he he mentions to a passerby he's like basically no one's at the cop bar tonight because they're all at some sort of fucking party across the river and we cut i think it's a birthday party we yeah. cut to that party and we see <laughs> <laughs> michael rapaport <laughs> yep uh, a very young Michael Rappaport is playing this fucking this this cop guy. He's one of he's one of the guy's nephews, I think. Yes, yeah, Superboy. Superboy. Um, Murray Superboy Babbage, mm-hmm. and uh, he's this sort of like 
as you say, young cop. Hero he's cop. Like, it's his party. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's so drunk that as he gets out of the bar, where he is going to drive, by the way, mm-hmm. this he's is another thing that I'll get to later, uh, he literally goes, oh, to himself, like, three times I'm sequentially. So <laughs> My first note is, like, this is the most Jersey guy of all time. It says, oh, three oh. full times in his introductory scene. And then he, he does, this is something that, like, I cannot imagine anyone reacting in this manner. I know it must happen, hmm. but I, I can't put myself in that headspace, which is that he hears the sound of someone throwing up, and he gets mm-hmm. his gun and goes to investigate. Yeah. And, and it's, it's more cops. Yeah, it's, it's just like more of his cops. friends from the past. He goes, oh, you're scaring uh, the hell out of me. Kind of thing. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, what do you think was happening, man? Some dude was <laughs> chucking up. Yeah, but but they go like, are you good to drive? So like, also obviously themselves very drunk. And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. Gets in the car, runs over a bottle on the way out, which we know is going to like puncture his tire. Mm-hmm. Um, and as he's driving home across the George Washington Bridge, he gets sideswiped by another car, right, mm-hmm. with two black men in it. That's right. And he chases them, shows them his badge like out of the window. And one of them points what looks at first maybe to be like a gun mm-hmm. at him, and his tire blows. Um, and as they're driving away, he like shoots out of the window at their car, which is leaving. Um, and I think that literally the next shot we get is the sort of like NYPD like descending on this fucking bridge. Yeah. Uh, because he has killed both of them. It took it took me a second actually, because I was half paying attention at the start of mm. this movie. It took me a second to realize what had happened because the cut is so sudden. Yeah, that's right. I'm cutting it off here for the promo for the free feed. You know, I don't I don't feel too great about it either, but this is the ten minute mark, so this is the point at which um I have to cut it off and be like, hey, go to patreon.com slash kill James Bond. Da 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 so really, just to save me the embarrassment of having to stop you midway through hearing this, you, you really should go to p- patreon.com slash killjamesbond uh, and sign up now for as little as £5 a month. That's about the price of a, a tube of toothpaste if you've got fucked teeth like I do. They're not that bad. They're just, they're just sensitive. Um, Patreon. See you there.